0: Hello, I'm Daniel. I'm going to give a talk from the 37 practices of all bodhisattvas today. And this verse I'm going to talk about is called Adhering to Solitude. Adhering to Solitude. And I'm going to read the verse to you, and then I'm going to comment on it. So here's the verse called Adhering to Solitude. Abandoning negative places, disturbing emotions gradually subside. Being free from distraction, the practice of virtue spontaneously increases. With brightened awareness, one feels confidence in the Dharma. To adhere to solitude is the practice of bodhisattvas. So, abandoning negative places, disturbing emotions gradually subside. So that makes me think of this meme I saw, and I share it with people when when it seems relevant. And that meme that I saw was very simple, but very profound. It was, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. And I I really like that. I really like wordplay, so I really like that. But it's, you know, If someone around you is very negative, very hates everything all the time, very down on the world. Maybe you can't change them, but you can change the fact that they're around you, right? We have the power to have distance from people that are no good for us. We have the power to have distance from people that are no good for us. We a lot of the time we think we don't. We think we can't get out of situations, get out of things. But you usually we can. Not always. Sometimes like if you have negative, really negative co-workers, you have to be around. Okay, there's not much you can do about that. But But you can you don't have to hang out with them, right? You can there's a lot you can do. You can't do everything, but there's a lot you can do. So when we're talking about abandoning negative places, we're talking about Do you have the power to get out of the situation you're in that's not serving you? We can reflect on that. We can say, am I powerless here? Often we think we are and we're not. Often we think we are and we're not. So you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. So if the people you're spending time with make you unhappy all the time, Stop spending time with them. And of course there there are complications for coworkers, relatives, there are complications, but we have more power than we usually think we do. We have more power than we usually think we do. So if you're got and especially like if you're if you have a hobby that where the people in the hobby make you unhappy, if you do volunteer work and the people Wow, that sounds that sounds terrible, but if you do volunteer work and the people in that situation make you unhappy. Somehow, you can find other things to do, right? You can find other things to do. It's tough if it's your career. It's tough if it's your career, but for most of the things we do, we can, we can look for options. We can get away from negative situations. We just either don't think we can or we have reasons why we don't want to. But that said, if we do, if we can abandon negative places... If we can get out of those situations that make us not feel good. Disturbing emotions gradually subside. That is, if you change the people around you. You'll feel better. You'll feel better. The people around us have a profound influence on our well-being. So. uh, What we learn again and again in Buddhism is. We should try to surround ourselves with people that are positive, people with goals like ours, people that are interested in awakening, interested in a more mindful life, interested in compassion and kindness. We should try to be around those people. Surround yourself with the people that have the same goals you do. Because if you surround yourself with, with people that are not who, what you wanna be, You're going to influence each other. They could become more like you, but you're also going to become more like them. So we want to surround ourselves with what we call virtuous friends. People who have the same goals as you. People who are a good influence. Because the truth is, the people around you influence you. They just do. You might not... You probably won't see it. You might not think they do, but they do. We are abundantly influenced by the people we spend time with. Abundantly. And that's a tough thing to think about, but we are, and I'm not saying you should cut people out of your life necessarily, but I think that we need to be more conscious in our choices of where we spend our time and who we spend our time with. And if, if we're spending a lot of time, maybe doing things that don't make the world a better place, maybe if we spend a lot of time doing things that make the world a worse place, we need to really think about that. So, You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. You can't change the people around you. So abandoning negative places, disturbing emotions gradually subside. If we can just get ourselves into more positive and affirming situations as often as we can, then things are going to get better for us. We're going to feel better and we're going to be better. We're going to be better. So think about that when you're choosing how to spend your time. That's, that's really what it comes down to. Reflect on that when you're thinking about how you're going to choose to spend your time. The second part, uh, being free from distraction, the practice of virtue spontaneously increases. So, what is that? So, it is this. If we separate ourselves from drama, from gossip, from From the people that just want to look for reasons to make fun of others and hate the world all the time. If we can separate ourselves from that, we're just going to become better without even really trying. I don't want to say that. Without even really trying. Like, virtue increases just by separating yourself from negativity. We're not, we don't have to try to be positive. We just have to walk away from negativity. And with that, virtue spontaneously arises. And this also applies to meditation practice, I think. So our mindfulness practice, when we learn how to focus, when we learn how to be more aware of the world around us and see things more clearly, when we learn how to see things more clearly, we automatically become better people. We automatically become better friends, better parents, better partners. Automatically, just from paying more attention, being more aware, learning how to concentrate, being more mindful. When we understand the world around us, we naturally start to be more ethical people. It just arises. We don't even necessarily set out to become better people. We just start practicing meditation. We just start showing up, basically, showing up for the people in our lives because we're able to pay attention, because we're more aware of the world around us, because we see things clearly, We're showing up, and because we're showing up, we're being better. We're being better. So, because I meditate, I'm able to show up for my kids and be more patient. I'm able to show up for my kids and really listen when they're trying to tell me something about their day. And so that is... Virtue. That is virtue that's just spontaneously increasing because of my meditation practice. Just because I've learned how to concentrate, how to be more aware of the world around me, how to be mindful, suddenly I'm showing up as a better parent for my kids. Suddenly I'm showing up. It's not something I, I mean, I did set out to do that, but it's just happening. It's just happening. I didn't sit down and think, oh, how am I going to be more patient with my kids? I didn't sit down and think that. I just did my meditation practice and then had more patience. That's it. Being free from distraction, the practice of virtue spontaneously increases. It's like a flower that's blooming. It's like the meditation is like the water and the flower is blooming because it's getting watered. The rain isn't trying to make the flower bloom, right? It's just spontaneously. It's just happening because of the rain. Meditation is the rain. The flower is the virtue. So when we learn to be more present, more mindful, more aware, we just become better people. We just make our situation better and we make the world around us better so meditation you owe it to yourself and you owe it to others i think to try to have a mindfulness practice and again to abandon negative places just spend time with other people that want to have a mindfulness practice and you can really motivate and inspire each other too With brightened awareness, one feels confidence in the Dharma. So the Dharma is the teachings that we're talking about. The teachings of mindfulness, wisdom, compassion. The teachings of the Buddha. That's the Dharma. Okay? With bright brightened awareness, one feels confidence in the Dharma. So that means that when we're doing this, when we're doing our meditation practice, our regular meditation practice, I recommend doing it every day, but if not, every other day I think is good. Just Consistency is the most important thing. It's not that you need to spend an incredible amount of time. It's just that you need it needs to be a regular part of your life. And if it's not a regular, it's just like it's just like working out. If it's not a regular part of your life, you're not gonna get any a lot out of it, probably. You might, but probably not a lot, right? So when we have a consistent meditation practice, we can actually see how it makes a difference. Not right away. Don't expect really fast results. But once you start to see how it makes a difference, once you start to see that, you can get confidence in this, that, oh, this path is doing something. This is a good thing. This is good for me. This is good for the people around me. This is good. And once you see that, then there's a lot of confidence there. And also, um, I don't necessarily notice Benefits from my meditation practice so much as I notice when I don't meditate, things are different. So, um, I had a trip to Washington, D.C. Um, in March, it's still March, in early March, I had a trip to Washington, D.C. and I was there and my partner Alicia came there too. And she noticed, she was like, You're kind of fidgety and, uncomfort- and uncomfortable, Daniel, what's going on? And I was like, Oh, I am kind of fidgety and uncomfortable here. What's going on? And I realized that because being in another place was out of my routine, I wasn't doing my meditation practice at all, at all. Not a single day that I had been there. And this was when she mentioned this, I think it was my third day there. I hadn't meditated at all. And I realized, oh, my routine is meditating when the kids are going to bed, after the kids go to bed. I'm in Washington, D.C. I haven't put the kids to bed. Meditation hasn't been included in my routine. It's been three days and I'm fidgety and uncomfortable. So, while I may not always notice, oh, I have increased patience because of my meditation practice, I did notice that day, oh, I haven't meditated in three days and I feel uncomfortable. And sometimes it's like that. Sometimes what you notice is the negative aspect, the how it feels when you don't do it. And that's when you realize that it's helpful. That's when you realize sometimes it's that subtle. And so that experience of just noticing that I was uncomfortable without doing it gave me confidence that, oh, this is this is really doing something and I need to do this. I need to, even though I feel like I don't, I feel like I don't do it as much as I should, I need to keep on it. I need to keep doing it because not doing it doesn't feel right. Not doing it doesn't feel right. And then the last part is to adhere to solitude is the practice of the bodhisattvas. So again, bodhisattvas are what we are. We are people that have set an intention to make ourselves better and to make the world a better place. An intention for awakening. We are bodhisattvas, okay? So we're doing the practices of bodhisattvas. And this last line, to adhere to solitude is the practice of bodhisattvas. I want to amend that and I don't want to use the word solitude because that sounds like we're going away and I don't... I have four kids. I don't want to go away. I want to say, to adhere to quiet or to silence is the practice of the bodhisattvas. And that is even if you don't do a meditation practice, even if you don't know how or you think you can't handle it or whatever, I think just spending 10 minutes a day in silence counts. Not, not Maybe not counts. Maybe we shouldn't do that and call it meditation. But I think just that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about meditation, we're talking about silence. We're talking about we're going to, I'm going to sit still. I'm going to try to try to put down all my shit and just be here and quiet the mind. And that is by that, I mean not that I'm going to try to shut down all my thoughts because I can't really do that, but I'm going to try to not chase after them. I'm going to try to just let my thoughts be and just be here and just notice what my brain is doing, but also not chase after anything, but rather just notice and just not, I'm going to not try To think about anything, I'm just gonna sit with a quiet mind, and by that I mean I'm just gonna sit and not try to do anything with it. And in that, the chatter that's always going on on in our heads, which when you just sit and try to do nothing, you'll see it. It's gonna slowly get quieter. It will. It'll get more subtle, and that's the practice of the bodhisattvas. It's just to sit in silence not trying to do anything, not trying to talk to anyone, and just be here and just see what happens. For a little bit, adhere to that every day. Adhere to the quiet. Give yourself a chance for silence. And that's, like I said, that's really hard. There's a lot of kids in my house, so I do it right after they go to bed. Um, I think what I used to do and what a lot of people do, I think is put the kids to bed and then rush downstairs and watch Netflix. Or I think that's what a lot of parents do. They just put the kids to bed and they think finally time. And then they jump onto a next thing right away. And I'm trying to put space there. And I don't always succeed at that, but I'm trying to do that. Cause sometimes I put the kids to bed. Like last night in particular, I put the kids to bed and then I was checking my phone because I'm following the news about things that are happening right now. And I did not do my meditation last night. That is real talk. I didn't. I hope to do it tonight, but last night I did not. I, I did it for like two minutes, and then I got on my phone, and that's not what I want to do. I want to do 10 at least. 10 at least. 10 minutes of quiet every day. You don't have to try to do anything. If you feel compelled to try to do something, I would suggest maybe bringing your attention to your breathing or just labeling everything that comes up. So when a thought comes into your head like, I wonder what's happening tomorrow. You just label that. Just think thinking. And then try to let that go. Try to pass through your head. Let it pass through your head like clouds in the sky. That's, that's the intention here. Let it pass through your head like clouds in the sky. Because thoughts are like clouds. They're there and they're passing. But they're passing. They're not important. At least not when we're having our 10 minutes of solitude for the night. Our quiet time. We don't have to cling to them like we do. We don't have to. We think we have to. We think that every thought we have is super important and that we have to chase the next one. But uh, we can spend a little bit of time in silence every day. Or every other day. Or once a week. We can do that. The truth is, most emergencies aren't emergencies. Emergencies. And if we can just have a little bit, bit of quiet every day, if we can just avoid negative places and have a little bit of quiet every day, disturbing emotions gradually subside and the practice of virtue increases. Disturbing emotions are like... Disturbing emotions are not when you feel frustrated. Disturbing emotions are when you have the thought, I am Angry. I think our language is really powerful. We should be thinking, I'm having the experience of anger, but we don't think that way. We think, I'm angry. It dominates our thinking, it dominates our feelings, it dominates our actions. It just dominates everything when disturbing emotions come up. That's what I mean by disturbing emotions. It's not the experience of feeling anger, it is the experience of being angry. When it takes over everything, that's a disturbing emotion, and that's what we want to learn to manage. That's what we want to learn to manage. And when we avoid negative places, it's easier to manage our negative, our disturbing emotions. It's easier. It's easier. The bottom line is we don't want to... We want to try to spend less time in places with people who indulge in the, their disturbing emotions all the time. Less time in those situations. More time with virtuous friends, if we can find some. And you can probably find some. And I think you know who your friends are that are a good influence and who your friends are that are a bad influence. I think you know. And like I said in your if your home situation is could be could be such a way that that's very hard, but we can reflect and we can think about ways to do it. It's not the same for everyone though. It's harder for some than others. That's definitely the case. But when we learn to be free from distraction, when we learn how to put down our baggage and just be fully present and just meet this moment and just show up with what's happening, something really special happens. We can really unleash our potential. We really can. And we can become better people. We can show up for the world and make the world a better place. That's where the magic is. So, try to spend 10 minutes in silence today. Will you do that? Try. And Then try to do it again tomorrow. That's it for today. So thank you for taking the time to watch this video or listen to this podcast, whichever one you're doing, because I'm recording both. Have a good day.